It's your breath. It's God's breath. The only reason we were able to wake up is because of him. It's your breath in our lungs that we sing out our praise to only you. You're literally laying down an offering of you before the holy throne of God. And you say, Lord, it's our breath, Lord, in our lungs. What gives us life, Lord, coming from you, Lord. And it's through that, Father, that we sing out our praise to only you. Amen. I ain't started yet. That was just something a little bit easy. But, you know, this morning, I want, how many of y'all been blessed this week? Amen. How many of you had a hard week? But something still good went on. Right? Right? Let me tell you something. God wants to bless us. And you ain't seen nothing yet on what he wants to do. Look, look at this. This week I, I was thinking on Monday, you know, Lord, what do you want me to, to preach on? What do you want me to speak on? And, and when I was at work this morning, this first kept coming to my mind. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 10, he tells us here, and to me, it just hits me really, really hard. He says, no eye has seen, no ears has heard, no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. Let me read that again. No eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no mind can even conceive what God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something, church. Crosswalk, Pflugerville, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because we belong to him. Your family, you ain't seen nothing yet. Your job, you ain't seen nothing yet. Miss Lisa, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, this year has been, you know, incredible. And that's why it makes good sense for us to just pause and just to reflect the things that we have seen. And reflect on the things that we have heard and the things that we have conceived from the Lord this year already. It's going to be April already. This year is going by so fast. You know, but even that, this past year we had lost some loved ones, some to addictions, some to diseases like, like COVID, and some even death through gunshot. We have seen financial difficulties drive us almost to the brink of bankruptcy. But there's a bright side to everything that we go through. Because we have seen deliverances from the situation where there seemed to be no way out. And now that we're out, we can shout, had it not been for the Lord on my side. Oh, had it not been for the Lord on my side. You know, we've been hearing stories of war, terrorism in foreign lands. 
We have heard even rumors of war and terrorism, possibly even in our own land. And yet there's a bright side to that because we have heard the word of God preached. We have heard the word of God taught with passion and power. And consequently, biblically, biblically sound preaching and teaching has taught us to say, Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Oh, I'm sure when you fell way down, those are the exact words that came out of your mouth. You started focusing on him. Paul right here is talking to the church here. Not the lost people. He is talking to the believers you know, I find it interesting that the things we have seen and the things that we have heard play such a significant part on what we conceive in our mind. We hear things, we see things, and it gets in our mind, and it gets us to thinking. and gets you to just get in the brain flowing. And the result of that, many times we, we wrestle with the feelings we wrestle with the imagination of what will happen next. You know, are my kids safe while they're away in college? As a travel Lord, are you protecting those who are traveling? Lord, oh, there's this mission to you going down, down to the Ukraine, Lord. Will they be safe there? And we worry about those things. And it gets in our mind. You know, one of the things that has always scared me, and Lisa and I were talking about this, is if we got a call from our brother or sister like at late at night or 1 o'clock in the morning, always scares us because our parents are aging. And, and we fear that. As strong as we may be, we don't look forward to that day. But we know without a benefit of a doubt that he will help us. He will see us through. See, the Bible teaches that he will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. He will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. I know that there's somebody in this place whose mind is stayed on the Lord. I, I know that, that there is somebody in this house who is not worried because his mind is stayed on the Lord. We're not worried about the diseases. We're not uh, uh, worried about sickness. We're not worried about layoffs. We're not worried about our God, uh, our children going astray. You know, somebody in this church will heed the Lord's advice when he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus said, today has enough stuff to keep your mind occupied. You take care of today and leave tomorrow up to me. You know, so much tomorrow it dominates our mind. That's what we conceive tomorrow when tomorrow's not even here. 
He tells us, today, where do you stand today with God? How's your relationship with him to God? You know, Paul reminds us in the words of the prophet Isaiah, he says, your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, and your mind has not conceived the things that God has in store for us, prepared for those who love him. In other words, he's saying here, you just wait and see. You ain't seen nothing yet. You just wait and see. You know, I want to share with you some points here with you, and I hope you, you take them deep in your heart because you're fixing to see me. You're going to hear this word, and I hope you conceive this word. First thing I want to share with you, fall deeply in love with Christ. I'm not saying you reference him when things are going bad. I'm saying that as soon as you wake up in the morning, it's like, Lord, thank you for this day. And throughout the day, your mind is doing that pray without ceasing thing, and it keeps going. Fall deeply in love with God. And when you do that, embrace the benefits of being deeply in love with him. Embrace the benefits of being deeply in love with him. Oh, I know some of y'all have experienced those benefits. And you had that and all you can do is thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, our family, we have experienced those benefits. When times got really tough, God came through. And we can say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When we bought our house, we didn't even think we could get a loan. We filled out the application like, oh, something happened. <laughs> we passed. And then we got a house that at first we couldn't afford. But then our realtor saw that they had knocked down the price by like fifty or 60000 And he called us. I'm like, let's go see it again. And we went. And Lisa and I looked at each other, and we said, this is the house. This is the place where the Lord wants us to raise our family. Embrace the benefits of being deeply in love with God. And then we'll deal also with conceive. Prayfully, this will fulfill our needs. Of what we need. No eyes have seen, no ears has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who loved Him. But God has revealed it to us through His Holy Spirit. Amen. God has revealed it to us by the Holy Spirit. That's why I say this statement isn't for everybody. Paul is talking to particular people here. Paul is talking to the, the royal priesthood. 
Paul is talking to people who love God. And Paul was also talking to the church. And Paul was talking to us. See, to get all that God has for us or in store for you, to be all you can be, you must fall deeply in love with God. Oh, I remember the day Lisa fell in love with me. Oh, yes. She didn't know, but I had prayed to God, I don't need another girlfriend. I need a wife. And during that time, and now, even now, I had started falling deeply in love with him more and more. Needless to say that I had my mom and all her Pentecostal sister praying for a wife for me. <laughs> oh, every single morning, every one of them would pray for me. And the Lord just blessed me. And I embraced that benefit of having a godly wife who when sometimes I'm bummed out, she lifts me up. And that's because she knows him also. You know, he said, he's talking to Christians, that the only Bible some people will ever read is you. Think about that. I know you've probably heard it a whole bunch of times. But when you're at your worst out in public, starting with me, that's the Bible that they see. That's who they see. Oh, he's a Christian. Oh, how mighty is that? It's just so, so amazing. In other words, the way that you live your life and how you demonstrate to the world at work, at school, or anywhere that you are, and just how much or just how little you love God. There's some time that I have to say, sorry, Lord. I didn't reflect you for who you are. I'm sorry. And there's some weeks, it's a lot of times more than others. But you know, if you love the Lord, you ought to show some signs. That's what my grandmother used to say in Spanish. Mijo, si tú amas a Dios, tienes que enseñar a la gente que lo ama. Son, if you really love God, you got to show a sign that you love him. Don't go out there stealing people's tomatoes or jalapenos and stuff like that. <laughs> you know? You know, Peter also said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Oh. If you love me, feed my sheep. You know, I have news for you. These teachings also apply to you. And I, but the question is, what are you feeding God's sheep? What are you feeding God's sheep? You know, when you love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, then and only then will we be able to love each other. And love ourselves. You know, sometimes there's people around us that we just don't love. 
What does God think about that? People ask me, do you have no enemies? I'm like, no, I don't have no enemies. I have people that at times I just don't like, you know, but I don't have no enemies. And that's something that is so, so important. If you want to experience real joy, unspeakable joy, you have to get your loving in order. You got to get that in order. And what I'm saying through that is that you must love Jesus. You must love others. And you must love yourself. You know, sometimes when we don't have the joy that we know we should have, it's because we miss one of those. And that's the way you have joy. Once you have fallen deeply in love with God, then you qualify for the benefits that he has for you and me. So we need to embrace the benefits by being deeply in love with God. And Paul is talking to everybody that loves God from the youngest to the oldest, from the fastest to the slowest, from the tallest to the shortest, from the most educated to those who aren't educated. He says, we might have seen and heard some things in our lives that amazes, astound us, and astonished us. But God said these little encounters in our life, these present-day sufferings that we go through are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be received in us. None of that compares to the goodness that God has for us, the blessings that he wants to give. You know, sometimes I start thinking to myself, man, I wonder... If God is in my mama's house, because he's spending all the time in our house just blessing us. And he don't want to leave. You know, and those things start coming up in our minds. And we just say, thank you, Lord. But now let's go to the third reference here. What really captures my, my attention. Paul goes on to say, not only is our sight blurred, not only is our hearing impaired, but our minds are also quite limited. No eyes have seen. No ears have heard. No mind can conceive. We can't even guess what he has for us. The thing that he has for us. None of us have conceived in our thoughts, dreams, or imaginations uh, the things God has prepared for us. None of us. You know, even Solomon, one of the, the, the wisest men that we read in the Bible, he could not even conceive. You, you might be asking, what do you mean? He tells in his word, no mind can conceive no mind can conceive. And what I'm really telling you is that there is help here through the Holy Spirit who will open our eyes, open our ears, and open our minds to see the things that he has for us, his church, his 
people. You know, I found the word conceived in the Bible. It's there 32 times. In every single case, it is used as a prerequisite uh, for giving birth. You know, and um, as you look deeper into that, we can conclude that conceive simply means pregnant. In order to give birth, first, you become pregnant. You know, for mankind, it takes two people, a man and a woman. I must stand by that. And there is no way around the fact that God puts those two selves together. And they must join in order to be pregnant. See, the metaphor is beautiful because primarily speaking, the same thing happens between our mind and the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened. Our minds are conceived by the Holy Spirit before it can be manifested, before it can be born, before it can become a reality in our lives. Now, out of the 32 times that that's mentioned in the Bible, the word conceived, I have found in the Bible 27 are specifically associated with becoming pregnant with children. And the other five occurrences are specifically um, associated with becoming pregnant with thoughts. And this is the only time that is mentioned, conceived, associated with our mind. Our mind. See, Paul uses conceiving in, in such a positive light uh, concerning the thought of God's nature. You know, let me, let me just clarify a little bit. You see, I have a crazy imagination. Oh, I want a food truck so bad because I want it. It said, El Napolero Loco, Hippo Tacos. That's what it is. Cactus Tacos. You know, and Lisa and my, my girls are like, oh, my God, there he goes again. You know, I have a crazy imagination about the things that I want in life. Oh, it's going to come out here, Lisa. <laughs> I've been wanting a fat tire bike. I've been wanting it. Lisa, it's only $1,000. Come on. It's for my health, our exercise. I, I need it. And then, you know, all of us, we, we want to travel the world. We want to see uh, different places. You know, because I want the best for my life and what my life has to offer. But yet, Paul kind of snaps back, bluntly says, man, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. And what's my point here? There are some benefits of being deeply in love with God. And also, God has prepared those benefits for you already. He's waiting for you to get yourself in order. Jesus, others, you. 
He has prepared those already. God has prepared great things for those who love him already. God has prepared wonderful things for you and me already. God has prepared your deliverance already. God has prepared your healing already. God has prepared a career for you already. God has prepared a bright future for your children already. And God has prepared a table before you in his presence of your enemies already. The man from the Wednesday Bible study heard me. What's wrong with your voice? I said, it's going away. But I have been praying. I'm like, Lord, what's happening? I got to preach on, the, on Sunday. I said, Lord, if I have to put the microphone inside my mouth, I'm going to preach. You know, I remember I called Mama, and Mama, awesome. Don't let the devil win this one. That's, that's my Mama. How old is my Mama? 78, 70-something. She said, uh-uh. She said, I'm not going to let the devil get you. She said, I, I, let me pray for you right now. Oh, and she's praising in Spanish. And it's so amazing when she prays. And then she goes, mijo, listen to me. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And yesterday when I woke up, started making uh, breakfast, lunch, because we wake up late for, <laughs> for my wife and kids. And I said, Lisa, I have my voice back. I have my voice back. And that meant so, so much to me. See, there's no need in worrying about the things of tomorrow. You know, a thousand years is like yesterday for the Lord. Time is in God's almighty hand, and he has it under control already. You know, in concluding, we can be sure, so sure, that the answer lies in verse 10, where it says, But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. See, Paul informs us that we have a resource to go to. So when you don't know what's going on in your life, go to the resource. And that's what's going on. See, we have a resource full of love. We have a resource full of grace. We have a resource full of mercy. And we have a resource, listen to this, full of power. Amen? And it doesn't stop there. See, God conceives, God reveals, and God gives birth to his plan in our life. Through that resource called the Holy Spirit. See, we can tap into that resource. We can receive power from that resource. We can receive the anointing from that resource. We can receive favor from that resource. See, that resource is the Holy Spirit. He tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us. The Lord has already... Prepared the blessing 
for us to get ours. But we must be sensitive to his voice. We must be sensitive, sensitive for his calling and be prepared for that blessing. See, God wants to bless us. Oh, he wants to love us. He showed it through his son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life on the cross, and we'll be celebrating that. Because he didn't stay on the cross, but he rose again in three days. And that can just assure us that, Lord, you and I, we got this. We got this. No eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it by his Holy Spirit. You know, it's time for us to just embrace God because he's telling us, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Let me pray while um, Matthew, I wouldn't call him Andrew, Matthew comes and lead us on, on the last song again. Father, we just come to you in prayer, Lord. Just giving you thanks, Father, for all the blessings you gave us, Lord. The blessing, Father, of just waking up this morning, Father. The blessing of just having my wife say I love you this morning, Father. The blessing that you've given us, Lord, to just come to church at a catfish place, Lord, in a room that looks like a bar, but you have us here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have blessed us, Father, so, so much. Lord, and I know you'll continue to bless Crosswalk Frugal, Lord. And you're going to show us, Lord, the building that you have for us, Lord. Oh, Lord, you know we want to minister, Lord, on the other side of 130, Father. And I'm just going to lay that before you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Amen. Amen. Oh, I spoke a word, you were singing a 